You ready? <laughs> I'm Lindsay White. And I'm Kellyanne DiCarlo. <laughs> and we are so excited to welcome you to the She Wakes Up at 5 a.m. podcast. A nuanced conversation between two internet friends about high-profile public figures who affect our culture. A passion project that stemmed from our mutual distaste for the tabloid's unfair description of Meghan Markle's work ethic. A deeper look into the strategy that fills your feeds as we discuss current pop culture and royal news. As well as share our own experiences behind the scenes in the entertainment industry. We believe in the gray area. Let's get into it. Can I have your attention? Can I have your attention? Hey. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Hello, everybody. We are in rare form today. Very. Because we both had really depressing weeks. So, <laughs> <laughs> And we're on the come out of that. So. Yeah. We're on the up climb. Upswing? Upswing? Up it. Upswing. Am we I a golf? I'm a golf girl now. <laughs> <laughs> Lots to talk about this week. Lots to talk about. We have a packed show today and we want to start off by sending our condolences to um, the victims in Nashville. Obviously, everyone should be aware that there was a mass shooting at a private Christian school. Three children were taken from us, as well as three staff. Sorry, yeah, staff so, members. Three staff members. Staff, the principal, a teacher, and one of the janitors. So we are sending you all our love and support. It's It's just been a dark week for for this country and it's just been really sad just be feel so frustrated and powerless we're gonna put a link to every town for gun safety in our show notes if you want to channel your funds to a good cause so that our babies can go to school in a safe space yes and this hit home because i have a lot of friends that live in nashville and a friend of mine lives really close to that school so it's one of those things that when it happens it feels like sometimes we can get numb with it but we can't get numb we have to continue to be outraged by this and demand change and this is not political no nope. should be able to say we want our children to go to school and survive i'm not a mom i'm mm-hmm. not a parent no nope. i have plenty of friends that are and a lot of people or considering homeschooling. And I don't think that's the answer. I don't think we should be forced to even think about homeschooling our children because we are afraid of sending them to a school where they should be safe. Absolutely. I think being afraid of going to a club to dance, being afraid of going grocery shopping, being afraid of going to church, being afraid of going to synagogue or the mosque that you worship at, being afraid of going to school is not freedom. It's not political. Everybody of any political persuasion deserves to go to a public place and not fear for their life. So yeah, so we'll have a link to every town in our show notes. And uh, we want to just send our love and prayers and everything to the victims and their families. Don't lose momentum and stay angry because we got to we gotta fix this. This is not it. Yep. All right. It's been a week of court dates happening. Yes. It's like watching court TV all over again. <laughs> Truly. I'm like, I'm like, what, what episode? Judge Judy. Of, yeah. I was about to say, what episode of Judge Judy am I watching today? <laughs> Judge Judy, Judge Mathis, all the ones. First up, we have Harry. Mr. Harold. Harold, um, Mr. Henry of Wales. He decided to take his little butt across the pond. On a week where he didn't have to for four days of appearances, I believe, in court. Yes. Where they tried to figure out basically what parts of this were going to go to trial and what weren't. I'm kind of overgeneralizing. And if you're a lawyer, please don't judge me. I'm not a lawyer. So he basically, he did not have to be there. He showed up to use his presence to get the the newspapers that he's, the very newspapers that he is suing to have to report on the lawsuit against them, which they probably wouldn't have if he wasn't there. I thought this was really cool. 
cool because no one knew he was coming. Nope. No one knew he, he was coming to like the UK, fitting. for sure. There was one photo of him in Miami with a fan. And two fans. Two fans, excuse me. That was the only inclination that we had that he was not in Montecito. He showed up in the UK, walked right in. Hey, guys. Hi, guys. And I will say, we talked about this a little bit, but the difference in him around these cameras since he's been in California We've talked about the difference in celebrity paparazzi before and the way that you treat them and the way that you talk to them. We talked about it with Megan going to that lunch for Archwell a couple weeks ago when she stepped out looking fabulous. The way that he spoke to the to the reporters outside of the courthouse were very much the way that she reacted to them as well. He was definitely prepped that there would be cameras and reporters outside, and he was flanked by American security who wouldn't let a, sur- a single person touch him. As an American myself, gave me like so much joy to see that man in the UK (laughs) and protected by American security. We love. Yes. I thought that he really played the press at their own game. And everyone's like, oh, for a man who doesn't like being in the spotlight, he's really using his spotlight. I was like, he knows what he's doing. Mm -hmm. He is willing to sacrifice his discomfort to bring this and his little like smirky game. I was like, oh, he is working this. It's the most the- Princess Diana thing he's ever done. Oh, the, it's, it's, like- it's exactly the same thing, the way that she used to show up to get them to follow her, to get them to have to report on where she was and what she was doing. It's exactly the same playbook. Honestly, like he's, they're not out here every day trying to be papped. We barely see them. And if we do, it's for a purpose and a reason. You know, he is out there on his own merit. I feel like he is able to put that aside and be like, okay, this is what I have to do. I'm going to do it if it's going to help other people down the road so these papers don't continue this practice. Some background about that case. It was a surprise. It was a surprise appearance. No one expected him to appear in person for a week of what were billed to be complex legal arguments about whether seven well-known people should be allowed to sue Associated Newspapers, the publisher of the mail titles. This is from BBC by Tom Simmons. It says, for several days, he sat on the padded seats of the Court 76, listening to what was said writing in a black notebook and occasionally passing notes to his lawyers. The actor Sadie Frost sat next to him, another of the seven. Also there at times were Sir Elton John, his husband David Furnish, and the Baroness Doreen Lawrence, who along with Sir Simon Hughes and Elizabeth Hurley are also claiming breaches of privacy by the newspapers. 19 private investigators are alleged to have placed phone taps on landlines, taped microphones to windows, bugged cars, intercepted voicemail, blagged information ranging from bank statements to flight details, and put their targets under surveillance. They are said to have worked for around 80 journalists on the two associated newspaper titles. The publisher denies the allegations and brands them preposterous smears. So essentially, Harry showed up to make sure his case was not thrown out. This case for the seven of them wasn't thrown out. It's very, it's a hugely important case because associated newspapers has always denied paying for this sort of illegal practices. Allegedly, it's been happening for for decades. Yeah, let's go back to the 90s. Yes. It says it could take years to resolve by him showing up. It forced the exact newspapers that he's suing to report on the case in which they're being sued for illegal practices. It was a really smart, very Princess Diana thing of him to do to sort of beat them at their own game and shock everybody by showing up. No one knew he was coming. There were no leaks, as you said earlier. I think it's similarly to the to the docu-series, similarly to Spare, similarly to this lawsuit, he feels a responsibility to take on the press in the UK because of the damage that they've ensued on his family, namely his mother, because of the damage that it's done to his own family, to his own relationship with his family. And some may feel may disagree and say that that's his doing, 
But I would argue that if the press leaks weren't there, they wouldn't have had the same kinds of problems. It's a very layered issue. And his family is is his family and it, it is the institution and there's that invisible contract. But I think it's really important to acknowledge the role that the press plays in this. And I would argue that he does blame the press over his family. Yes. And I think that's been the whole premise of all of this right. since the docuseries, since Spare. It is the press and what it's doing to how his family kind of functions. Mm -hmm. I want to know, did they all say we're all going to show up? Because if he didn't show up, would Elton John and the others have shown up? I'm not sure. They That wasn't disclosed. I if yeah. you're a lawyer, let me know. I don't. I don't know the, the details to this. We're not. <laughs> I have no we're not idea. lawyers, obviously. <laughs> we we just watch suits. <laughs> but I will say he walked in with some real Harvey Specter energy, which really made me happy. I mean, he did marry Rachel Zane, so it was. Mm, it was yes, chef's kiss. Good. California is doing good. He is moisturized. He is tan. <laughs> we're drinking green juice. We're on our protein. Yes. Things are good. We're unbothered. Unbothered. You know what made me laugh? This, I think it was the second day. It was raining. And he was walking into the courtroom. He looked back at the press like cheeky smirk. And he goes, stay dry. I was like, wow. So good. Hugh Grant was on The View. This this case kind of involves him because the Liz Hurley aspect of it when they were together. And so he talked about how brutal they are. And, and he's like, it, they're correct. It's horrible. Mm -hmm. It's horrible. The press in the UK own that entire country. I don't know if it's because we're American, but we there's multiple points of view and like we do not need a, the press to tell us how to vote or who, although they or do whatever. they will they'll Even try they do <laughs> they do but people are starting to look past it now which is the rise of misinformation and all this other stuff right. and they'll post about their own stuff i feel like the royal family is in a rock in a hard place yeah. because they cannot go after the press the way he is doing forever because they need them. They will probably never do it. It also doesn't just about the royal family. I mean, Sir Elton John accuses a private investigator of tapping his phone at home and his gardener's phone. It's, his quote was, it's a violation of our home and the safety of our children and loved ones. This isn't just about the royal family. Like you said, Elizabeth no. Hurley, Sir Elton's uh, husband is also making claims in the high court legal, legal action as well. So it's, it's, a, it's a much bigger case. Harry is kind of the face of the lawsuit, but it is also about Baroness Lawrence is also in a part of it as well. There's a lot of layers to this. So that's kind of the, the crux of this whole case. And, and Harry did a great job by showing up all four days, making sure that the cameras were on him all four days and sort of used his power for good, as they say. I didn't have a whole week of Harry court fashion on my spring bingo card, but I was really happy to see him and he looks great. A man in Dior after my own heart. I know. It's, it comes from a place of service for him. And I think that's important to acknowledge. Mm -hmm. He even says, quote, I am bringing this claim because I love my country and I remain deeply concerned by the unchecked power, influence, and criminality of associated, unquote. That's part of his witness statement. It's about service for him. It really is. I mean, every time he's, he's over there, he, he continues to prove his own point that, you know, no one knew he was coming. The press didn't know he was coming. Nothing was leaked. Mm -hmm. They didn't know, but the palace had to say um, King Charles and William will not be seeing Harry because Charles is busy because he's technically was supposed to be in Paris, but Paris is on fire. He's literally. in Germany. He's in Germany. But yes, he, he's in Germany. 
Kate and Will are on their Easter holiday, which is technically spring break. Right. But they call it Easter holiday. Right. I think it was Uh smart of Kate and William to go on holiday when Charles is doing his whole thing in Germany, because I feel like it would have distracted otherwise if they were here doing engagements. And you know how Charles doesn't love that. They just had to make that a point that they will not be seeing him. Yeah. I mean, I think they also had to comment on it because he's there. And he's not true. Like, he's also he's staying with friends. He's not staying in any sort of royal residence. I wonder I if think, he's staying with Elton. I also wonder if it was kind of like a dry run for the coronation to see how he does yeah. by himself with security. There's been some reporting that maybe Megan won't come because it is Archie's birthday. I don't see that being the case. I think she will go. I don't. I would be kind of disappointed if she didn't, honestly. They would have to go together because that would be the entire headline. Where's Megan? I mean, she said it. They're they're like salt and pepper. They move together. There's nothing that they do that they are not together besides this is Harry's lawsuit. She wasn't in the UK for her lawsuit. Um, Well, she didn't have to come for that. There is If if this goes to trial, he will have to take the actual witness stand, which is probably why he's there. Which is why people are like, where's Megan? I'm like, this is not her fight. No, it's not. And she won her fight by the way, with the Daily Mail. Period. Um, period. Speaking of her winning fights, yes, her uh, disgraced sister. See you, Sammy. <laughs> it's been real. Her defamation case got thrown out. Samantha Markle's defamation case got thrown out. It's dismissed. There's no basis. No. There's no basis. No. Sorry, sis. No. And uh, so that was done. That was easy. In and out. Boom. We we wish. We wish you well. <laughs> Speaking of wishing well. Well, these segues are popping out, man. One after another. Popping. We're on fire. Speaking of wishing you well, um, Gwyneth Paltrow won her countersuit for one dollar against uh i don't remember his name the guy that that hit her on the ski slope allegedly and on her way out she whispered to him i wish you well like the almond mom that she is that is west coast brentwood mom for bless your heart literally bless your heart i wish you well (laughs) yeah for sure absolutely and i love that after a while they just started taking photographs of her walking in to court and if anyone's not on the the quiet luxury tiktok or quiet like luxury moment that's happening right now. No one has looked better in a courtroom since Martha Stewart. Okay. If you were around and remember when Martha Stewart was in court, so she would be showing up to court in like Birkin and like these long coats and it (laughs) just brought me back to that. Yeah. So good. The memes were ridiculous. It was just such a stupid thing. And I don't know if it was a TikTok or something on Twitter, but people think that just because you know, something happens, they can just sue a celebrity because they want them to get what they deserve, quote unquote. You know, this is really hard to prove in court, you know, especially when there is no witnesses. And just to say, oh, I'm trying to get her because she's she's a celebrity and she's privileged. It's kind of whack. Whack. You know, for something um, as common as a colliding on a ski slope, like people collide on ski slopes all the time. I don't know. It was kind of like a really weird, like eat the rich type play, but it did not land. Like no. you did not have a rally around you cheering you on. People were cheering for Gwyneth. Just <laughs> people that don't even like her were like, come on, kind of obvious what's happening here. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Wait, can we go back to the coronation really fast? Yeah. Um, There's this stupid reporting going around that Biden mm. is snubbing King Charles by not going to the coronation. And I just want to like address that because nobody asked me, but that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. He's obviously not going, you guys. We left the UK. The whole no, reason we're I- that we are the United States is because we left the United Kingdom. Yes. And I don't know if people are study of history. <laughs> Eisenhower did not go to the Queen's coronation. It would be no, weird if he went, you guys. It would be so weird. No American president has ever gone. No. And like A, because no American president has ever gone. And B, because he's Irish. 
Yes. Biden is Irish. His mom's from Ireland. Literally. And it's a quote that he says a lot that his mom, I think he was vice president. They met the queen. His mom was like, you better not bow to her. The majority of of Ireland do not. They have no use. They have have no use for the the British royal family. Um, I believe during her coronation, there was an American delegation that went on the behalf of the United States. Mm -hmm. That is something that's most likely going to happen. Maybe Kamala Harris. I don't know what that would look like. But yes, an American president should not be going to a coronation of any type of king or queen because that is the complete opposite of what we stand for. We can appreciate them. And yes, they are our allies. And I'm sure he had great, great respect for the queen but there's no reason we should be a part of it no that's okay politically it would look weird i was laughing they were like obviously it's clear where he stands on the harry and megan drama and i was like you think that you hang on let's play this out for a second you think that mary like called the right house and was like hey it would really mean a lot to me if you didn't go to the coronation like what planet do you live on that you think megan and montecito with her two kids is calling the white house to be like hey president biden I know you're busy with, you know, a lot going on this week, especially this week. But hey, would you mind just like ticking this off your calendar? Like in what world? Or let Prince Harry is just like, knock, knock. Hey, Joe, do you mind if uh, just skipping my father's coronation? I really can't get over it. It's but, but they say over and over and over and over again, these two are nobodies. They are worthless, da, da, da. But you give them so much power. It's kind of ridiculous. President of the United States will not be in attendance of the coronation. Yes, they'll probably be like a state, like funeral and all these type of things that Yes, they were going to because we are allies, but we're not celebrating. Sorry. No. Okay. What else? What else? Megan's podcast won a Gracie Award. Yes. That was thrilling. We're just winners this week. Winners on winners on winners. Yes. Uh, <laughs> the Gracie Awards announced that Megan, the Duchess of Sussex, was named top entertainment podcast host for her groundbreaking podcast series, Archetypes. The Gracies recognize exemplary programming created by women for women and about women in all facets of media and entertainment. This award honors outstanding original content that both entertains and informs in a highly engaging and authentic manner. Megan put out a statement that said, thank you to the Alliance for Women in Media Foundation for this prestigious honor. This is a shared success for me and the team behind Archetypes, most of whom are women, and the inspiring guests who join me each week. Yay, Megan. Woo. I've heard there's going to be a season two. Is there? That's what I've heard. Well, let's bring it on, girl. P- um, Spotify like re or responded to the tweet from the Gracie Awards, being like, "She's beauty and she's grace." <laughs> we were like, "She is Miss United States." This I've talked about this before, but I would really love for season two to be about men, mm. and I would love for Harry to lead that as a conversation about the archetypes that we put men into and why we don't allow them to be sensitive or emotional or how we associate that with weakness and or crazy or strong or stoic or things like that. I would love for Harry to debunk those. I feel like it's a, I mean, I might be on an island on my own, but I think sometimes I think right now we are like hate men, hate men. Mm -hmm. And I think it's not the way to go about it. There are some toxic men out there, but not all of them are like that. And I think to put more of like a positive spin on this like hate men train would be really cool yes i would love to see him like talk to veterans i think that'd be really cool being a veteran you can put them in a stereotype for sure um absolutely and a lot of them that are suffering 
like emotionally and mentally right now. I would love to see that. And there's a lot of um, there's a lot to be said for uh, the mental health portion of being a veteran as well, and and the resources available to you under the VA. I know a lot of a lot of veterans who struggle with mental health, and the resources that they offer are kind of streamlined to one side of the spectrum. And there's a lot more that could be more helpful in a more holistic sense. I think for certain people. And Harry talked about the, that a lot in Spare and, and talked about has talked about it before as well, like things like ayahuasca under the supervision of like a licensed professional. And I think that would be really cool to hear him talk about. So I, I kind of would love a male-centered season two of Archetypes. Yeah. And that'd be really cool. Yeah, I don't know. I'm interested. Yeah. I kind of was thinking he would do his own thing anyway, especially because he did the audiobook for Spare. So audio is like not – such a great voice. Yeah, it's not totally out of the out of the realm of possibility, I feel like. I think he's going to win a Grammy for that next year. Really? I think so. Stop. Because just think about numbers yeah, wise, yeah. it's still on the charts. And wow. It came out in January. And Viola Davis won hers um, this past, like like this year. Obama did for his. I And he surpassed o- Obama in sales. That's right. And I, think, and I think a majority of people listened to the book because he was reading it. So I wouldn't be surprised if he won a Grammy next year. If Harry year wins a Grammy. No, no, no. If Harry period. wins a Grammy. Period. What? <laughs> Excuse me. I really do believe he's going to win it. Oh, wow. Because I'm, I'm thinking of all of the actual audiobooks, not audio, well, books that came out this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot. I mean, um, I know, I think Pamela Anderson narrates hers. I haven't read it yet, but I heard it's really, really I haven't, good. It's on my list. Um, I haven't read it either. I think it's going to be one of those books people are going to go back to a lot and reference. Mm-hmm. I'm curious if they'll go or if he'll if he'll accept it virtually. Because those um, are done in a different ceremony. There's a ceremony before the te- televised one. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That yeah. A lot of the awards cannot be given out that night or we, we would be there for six hours. A lot of jazz artists, um, spoken word, a lot of different like, – like a comedy cool. is like eligible for that. So that's all done on different – stage. Cool. What else on R12 news? Oh, you want to talk about the tax filings for R12? Yes. People that don't know anything about R12, the R12 Fifth Foundation is part of a umbrella company that is R12. There's R12 Audio, R12 Productions, and R12 Foundation. What we're talking about is the R12 Foundation. Prince Harry and Meghan Markle's R12 Foundation has hit the ground running, outperforming both the Obama and Clinton foundations in their first year. According to the data released on the foundation's website, in the first full year of operation, they reported an incredible $13,005,600 in revenue and spent a total of $3,987,070. With a passion of making a difference, Harry and Meghan's foundation has already awarded $3,096,319 in grants to over 40 organizations. The Archwell Foundation follows the standard practice for organizations of its size with a 90-10 ratio of program services to administration expenses. This approach ensures that 80% of total expenses goes towards their programs, while the 20% or less is spent on administrative costs. We love to see it. Everyone's complaining that they only worked one hour or one day out of the entire year. If you are a foundation, you are not getting paid. You have an entire organization working. You are just the overseer. I think that's how this works. Whatever day that was, they got paid. They're getting paid in other things. They're getting paid with Netflix, 
podcast, Spotify, book, Spotify. This is oh, a yeah, charitable book, foundation. Book, yeah, book. I mean, the advance he got from his his book went to went to Sentabali, but then he's making money off of his book. Yes. I mean, that's kind of incredible to be a foundation that just appeared out of one year to outsell two major foundations. That's crazy. Yeah. So which was, I think that tax filing was 2020, 2021. Okay. Lindsay and I are both in the process of trying to use up the extra skincare that we have. So we thought we'd do like a fun little moment and talk about the stuff that we're using that we like. I I think during COVID, like the skincare industry just boomed. It was like no one was going anywhere to wear makeup. So we all was like, well, let's invest in skincare. My skincare journey has been, if you told me what I used, like when I first started washing my face, it was like clean and clear. Okay. I have friends that still use my Oh my God. Jenny. Jenny. I'm calling. Jenny. I'm calling my best friend. (laughs) Jenny. We have to graduate. We have to graduate from clean and clear, Jenny. I'm... (laughs) I'm, she's gonna hate me. That's okay. So, my best friend, mm-hmm, since day. we're dragging, my best friend doesn't wash her face. So, or use moisturizer or use sunscreen. Mallory, if you're listening, this is oh, for you. You better goodness. use some. Mm-hmm. We, Let her know, internet. She's got to use sunscreen. She's gonna um, be so mad. We can begin. Okay. Uh, so, washing your face as a kid, like you are, you aren't really ma- wearing makeup. Like I, I, I think kids now are wearing makeup. I, at best, wore eyeshadow in high school. Yeah, I just didn't, you know, as you get older, you dip and dabble. And Sephora became my friend, my best friend. And my mom said, you could have a Tesla right now, but you have (laughs) spent all your money at Sephora. (laughs) Not a Tesla! Because I talk talk about like, you know, I wanted a Tesla, I wanted a new car. And she's like, you could have had one, but you have spent your money on stupid stuff at Sephora. We are the same. So I am... Currently, I don't know if it's the Gemini in me. I can't stick with one thing. I currently just finished Tatcha's Dewy Skin Cream. I know it's super expensive. They sell the full size of the cream in like the, those gift box, those little like sets during holidays and stuff. But I, um, so I finished that and I'm finishing the the rice, the rice cleanser, water, not rice water. The rice That's cleanser. Nice. Is it the, the little white tube tub? Is that what it looks like? No, it's purple. It's all purple because I have dry oh. skin, so I got the oh, whole oh, purple oh, set. Oh, got it, got it, got it. Okay. Oh, the so the rice cleanser, the tube. Oh, yeah, I also have that. But I have. I use that too. Yeah, and then for a while there, I was using First Aid Beauty as well. That's a really good one for people with dry skin or sensitive skin. But I would use the dewy cream at night, and then I will use Road, um, the Barrier Restore cream. The Barrier Restore. I actually really like it. Say what you want about Hailey Bieber. I like Road. I like that. And then I'm using the the glaze. The glazing fluid. I have that too. Love See, that. What else? I I love Sunday Riley. That's another favorite of mine. I've never um, used any I'm of their products. Of it. Really? It. It's so hmm, good. Okay. Okay. Yes. The ice cream. It's for. It's really rich. I it's, I use it at night. Um, sometimes I'm trying to think of what I'm going to go back to because I'm out of the Tatcha. And I'm like, what am I going to spend? You my should money do. On? But again, you should look at Dr. Dennis Gross. His stuff is so good. Yeah, really. I I have to I have to figure it out because I can't stick with. It's not like I don't like a certain thing. I just like to try. Me things. too. Well, there's also there's always like new stuff coming out too. Yeah, I love the Tatcha Dewy skin cream. I've used that as well. I use the Road glazing fluid. That's great. I use. The Ordinary Ceramide Serum, that's really nice. It's it's blue. It's really nice. And I'm a big Paula's nice. Choice girl, and I'm a big Dr. Dennis Gross girl. Paula's Choice is so good. Her um, her sunscreen's really good. Her, like, 
And there's, I mean, sunscreen. oh yeah. Shiseido. Mm. If anyone hasn't used this Shiseido sunscreen, it is perfection. I was a super goop girl. Me too. And I still like Me it. Too. The girl at Sephora was like, you got to switch to um, to the Shiseido because it's, I'm like, it feels so good on and I live in Texas. Everyone should wear, wear sunscreen. Yes, please wear sunscreen. Um, but it is humid here. So my skin definitely looks better here than it did in LA when it, where it's a very dry climate. I couldn't find a moisturizer for the life of me when I lived there because nothing was working because I had perpetual dry skin all the time but i will say another moisturizer i really like is charlotte tilbury but it's do you mean the magic one the magic cream i've heard that's nice i've never i don't understand like i don't get it like i don't get the hype but i understand everything she makes is really like i have not tried a product from her that i don't like like, the eyeliners that she makes are the best on the market in my opinion it's the flawless filter dumb it's dumb it's so dumb (laughs) so even though elf did a a dupe of it, which I haven't tried, but I've heard it's good. Charlotte, it's good. I have a fun story about Charlotte Tilbury. Can we say it on the pod? Yes, okay. we can. So when Charlotte was launching her brand, she, she was coming to LA to the Grove. If you are familiar with LA, the Grove is a outdoor shopping center. It's kind of like a tourist attraction. Um, she was going to be at Nordstrom's. I was going to a birthday party, my friend Matt's birthday party, and I was, you know, I needed some to kill some time. I stopped in to go to the event to hear about the products and all that stuff because, you know, she's a celebrity makeup artist and I've heard so much stuff about her. I sat and they did like a demo. She did a demo. I was able to meet her. I have a picture with her. Mm-hmm. Um, she told me she, – she was telling all the, the people there like which palette, like which look would – they, they would do she was like oh you're giving me j-lo vibes ah! you're you're like the golden goddess i was like you were like say less say you. less i was able to go and get the actual golden goddess look after and i have the photo oh my god gorge we have to okay. post it on the story on our yes. story i love her she is so nice she's so cool i follow her so her um one of her nieces is one of her um, sophie is that her name oh my god yes, she's Sophia. gorgeous she liked one of my tiktoks because i talked about actually this whole thing. She's one of like their top master, I guess, master artists. She did like Charlotte's done mm. like a mall, like a mall yeah. makeup her wedding. He she did she's done um, Phoebe Denever. Phoebe Denever a lot. Yes. Yeah. So many beautiful looks that are like centered in glow and emphasizing what you have. And I listened to her on fat she was a guest on Fat Mascara. Yes. And like mm-hmm. she is so funny and like just like so vibrant and like just lovely she's just yeah cool. she's done Halle Berry she's done Kate Bosworth she's done Penelope Cruz she's done Lily uh Lily Adams yeah Lily James sorry she's done Lily James mm-hmm. so beautiful but the magic cream is really good if you ever get a chance I mean they're the smaller version but it's like sixty dollars you might the, as well just the bigger yeah. one is you 100. might as well just get the bigger might one as well just cough it up <laughs> but I I like it because she uses it as like one it's a moisturizer and it's um a primer for your mm-hmm. makeup. I really want to try um I want to try Jones Road. Have you do you follow Jones Road? I don't but Jones I Road it. is it's Bobby Brown's newest brand. Oh, yes. Yeah, yes, they opened yes. a a store in on Greenwich in the village in New York. I want to try their mm-hmm. I want to try their um their foundation and I want to try their miracle, her miracle bomb. There's like there's one that's like a coral with like gold flecks in it. It looks like it'd be so pretty for summer. I want to try that one. I use the same the rice polish in not the rice polish. It's the like the exfoliating cleanser, the two, yeah. the purple two yeah. from Tatcha. Yeah, That's yeah. a really, really nice mm-hmm. one. I, I love that one. I also use, I use 
it's not the SkinCeuticals vitamin C, but it is a dupe. I'm going <laughs> to let all the girls in. And guys, if you wear skincare, good for you. It's Dr. Brenner, B-R-E-N-N-E-R. It's on Amazon. And it's, I've heard that it's like the closest thing on the market to the SkinCeuticals vitamin C, which is like $100. And this is 20 So <laughs> highly recommend. Um, I use that. And then I use... I use the Skinny Confidential Ice Roller. That's like a big thing for me. It. It's good. It's very birthday. good. It's like I was – I kind of rolled my eyes at the price and I think I bought it in like a sale or friends and family sale. So she was having some sort of a – How much is it? It's like 60 bucks. Sounds Dang. dumb. Okay. But like it is the <laughs> night – I've had – I have bought cheap ones from Amazon. It's made out of aluminum I think. So it stays really cold. I, it's so cold that like when I take it out of the freezer, I have to like give it a second. It's really good. And it's got like a little thumbprint for your thumb. So when you're, it's like user experience is great. It's like a weighted handle. It's well-made. It's nice. That one's great. And then I use, I use a new face, the new face mini. That's like the microcurrent mm -hmm. device. It's literally toned the crap out of my jaw. It's insane. I will say like it's worth every penny. I just started using Illa's, um, under eye. Thing. Oh, the Ilia, the What's Ilia it cream. The it's the white tube. Is that is it the white tube? Yeah, yeah the white tube. It has like retinol. Yeah. On it. Do you like it? It's really nice. It's because it's like the the applicator is like really oh, cold. Gorge. Yeah. Oh, I also um honorary mention is there's this skincare company called Vrea V R E A Alexandra Potora. She's the founder of Vrea Cosmetics. It's a smaller brand. She is a great Instagram follow. She um but she has these like black. They look like black eye masks. They're to this day the best I've ever tried. Like they're thin. They're biodegradable, I believe. They're really hydrating. They just absorb really well. I just, I can't recommend them enough. They're so good. So I wanted to shout Alex's brand out because they're so, so, so good. Um, and she has a podcast as well. It's called, it's called Backbone, Not Wishbone. So I, I recommend her eye masks a lot as well. I think that's everything for this episode. It's a little hodgepodge. A hodgepodge, but it's okay. Um, if you liked what you heard, please follow the show on Instagram at She Wakes Up at 5 a.m. podcast and give us a rating, leave a comment, be kind. Oh, we have a new, we have an email address for you guys. We have an email. It will be on our page on this episode yes. appears. So you can write in, give us um, things you want to talk yeah. about. Um, and let us know. And we can read it. And we can read yeah, it on the Yeah, we would air. love to read it on the air. So just let us know. And um, if you want to follow us you, individually, you can follow me at Kellyanne DeCarlo, K-E-L-L-I-A-N-N. -N. And you can follow me, Lindsay White, at L-I-N-D-S-E-Y underscore E underscore White. See you next week. Goodbye. Thanks for being with us this week. Follow us on Instagram at She Wakes Up at 5 a.m. podcast. And if you enjoyed our conversation, be sure to rate and subscribe to us so that you never miss an episode. Special thanks to Red Brandt for our theme song. Be sure to find more of his work on Instagram at R-E-D-D-B-R-A-N-D-T. See you next time.